You are listening to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick, and with me today I have Richard Cherry, Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Global Dividend Yield Portfolio. Rich, equity markets have performed extremely well during the fourth quarter in stark contrast to the first quarter of 2020. With the election behind us and the first phase of distribution of COVID-19 vaccine taking place, are there any changes you anticipate making in relation to the portfolio? Actually, what we've been doing over the past few months has been to invest in new businesses or to increase our weighting in existing businesses that we feel have been unduly punished by the market due to COVID-19 related situations. These would be businesses that we don't believe have suffered lasting damage because of COVID-19 and are well positioned as the economy returns to normal this year. We may continue to get additional opportunities in the next few months, and we would expect to take advantage of them if and when they present themselves. Rich, can you provide an example of a key contributor during the fourth quarter of 2020 for performance for the global dividend yield portfolio? In addition, can you provide an example of a detractor during the fourth quarter as well? One of the key contributors to performance in the third quarter was Zurich Insurance Group. Zurich is a global insurance company based in Switzerland. The company offers property and casualty and life insurance and also provides non-claims administrative and management services to the Farmers Exchange, which is based in the U.S. Rising interest rates, a strong pricing environment for PNC companies, increased demand related to a strong economy, and a strong capital position all contributed to strong performance during the quarter. The stock has also benefited this year by being one of the few European-based insurers that maintained its dividend during the COVID crisis. The other top contributors during the quarter were Patterson Companies, MSC Industrial, Royal Bank of Canada, and PNC Financial. Watsco, on the other hand, detracted from performance during the quarter. After a strong stock performance earlier in the year, driven by strong demand for in-home HVAC systems and a new IT platform, The stock was somewhat weak during the quarter as investors rotated into stocks that had struggled earlier this year and stand to benefit from the new vaccines. The other top detractors during the quarter were Kimberly-Clark, Amcor, Crown Castle International, and GlaxoSmithKline. With a continued accommodative low-rate environment, both domestically and globally, can you talk us through what opportunities, challenges you're uncovering? The accommodative low-rate environment that global central banks have instituted has done a good job of stabilizing economies and markets. We believe that this tailwind will persist at least until economies have shown that they no longer need that support. As an investor, that provides a certain level of comfort that allows for better long-term decision-making. In addition, this has the potential to create a lower for longer environment for interest rates, and that has the potential to be a tailwind for higher-yielding equity securities. The challenge that this accommodative policy represents is the possibility of higher inflation. Given the negative impact that runaway inflation, such as what was seen in the late 1970s and early 1980s, had on equity prices, investors need to be mindful of inflation. However, we believe that there remain significant disinflationary forces in the global economy that limit that possibility. These forces include technology, globalization, and competition. This reinforces the difficulty that global central banks have had since the financial crisis in terms of achieving their financial targets. Rich, there's been a great deal of discussion around reversion to the mean of value-leading growth. How does this factor into your investment process, and what do you feel investors should be most focused on? As economies bounce off of the bottom following a recession, value stocks tend to outperform. Value stocks tend to include businesses that benefit strongly from the surge in economic activity that happens as recessions end. These businesses tend to be in sectors such as energy, financials, industrials, and materials. 
This bounce off of the economic bottom provides these businesses the pricing power that results from things such as higher energy prices, higher interest rates, or an environment where demand is greater than supply. If the economic recovery persists for an extended period of time, value stocks could continue to do well. We are investors in businesses that pay stable dividends and that are priced to provide an attractive dividend yield. That tends to result in us investing in slower growing, mature businesses that generate a lot of free cash flow. As a result, most of the businesses that we own tend to fall into the value category. However, we do tend to be underrepresented in the more cyclical part of the value investing universe. An extended period of underperformance by value stocks has resulted in some of the stocks that we own becoming attractively valued relative to the broader market. This has presented an opportunity for us to invest in some very good companies that are priced to provide attractive dividend yields. Rich, since April, markets have been exceptionally strong, leading to an environment of a rising tide lifting all boats. Even though your portfolio is focused more on larger size businesses, it's interesting to note that the small cap Russell 2 and 2500 index have between 35 and 40% of their companies with negative earnings and significant leverage on their balance sheet. When you look at your portfolio, what are some of the considerations moving into 2021 and beyond, and do these factors impact your investments? The accommodation that governments and global central banks provided earlier in 2020 did indeed lift all boats. In fact, they were designed to do just that. They allowed companies to access an exceptional amount of liquidity via the debt markets. This was done in order to tide them over until economies returned to normal and to prepare for a worst case scenario. However, these backstops, liquidity, and assistance will be pulled back as herd immunity is reached via vaccinations and as economies return to normal. That is when investors will be able to determine which businesses are best positioned to prosper and have the capabilities to pay down their debt and improve their balance sheets. We believe that the overall economy remains healthy and that there is a significant amount of pent-up consumer demand that will have positive ramifications for the global economy. However, it will be the stronger, higher-quality companies that will be able to make the necessary investments in order to take advantage of an improving global economy. We have always invested in higher-quality companies that have strong balance sheets. What we've been doing recently is looking for investment opportunities in those businesses that are best positioned to take advantage of weaker competitors that are over-leveraged and don't have the strong cash flow needed to invest in their businesses and take advantage of the opportunities presented by a strong economy. Rich, as always, thank you very much for your time and the insight you provide our listeners. Have a great day and look forward to talking to you again in the future. Kane Cast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management. CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.